Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. It's time now for the Bob Melvin Show, presented by Nest Betting. The three-time manager of the year sits down with Chris Townsend, exclusively on A's Cast. Visit nestbetting.com today. Here now is Chris Townsend. It's now time for the Bob Melvin Show, brought to you by nestbetting.com. Big fans of the Oakland Athletics and supporters of Bob Melvin. You go to nestbetting.com. You're going to get your mattress. You're going to get all your betting needs and use the coupon code Oakland to get 10% off your entire order. That's nestbetting.com. Bob, welcome back home. Yeah, good to be back home. You know, we had a, a, a tough couple days there in Arizona, so hopefully we can t- return the favor to them here. But uh, it's always nice to be at home. We play well on our our surface. Yeah, you know what the reality is? The Diamondbacks, after starting 3-8, and eight, they're red hot. They are, and we kind of saw it coming in. You know, we do a lot of, you know, our scouting stuff via video, and you could see that the, the bats were coming around. You could see that their pitching was really coming around. So, We'd have probably preferred to play them, you know, a couple weeks ago, but you deal with what you have to deal with. It's a hot team, and like I said, we need to return the favor tonight. You know, the thing about your team is you hit home runs, you score runs. You don't hit home runs. There are times you'll score without hitting home runs, but, but, but how do you try and get less reliant on home runs to score runs? <laughs> That's a good question. If I had that one completely figured out, uh, we try to do it for the most part when, when we're not hitting the home runs, but you know, we, we profile guys that are deep count at bats. We, we like power, obviously in the organization, we have it up and down the lineup. It uh, can be a little bit hit and miss and, and we continually try to, to work and whether it's batting practice, our situational stuff uh, to put an emphasis on that. And, you know, when, when we're going bad, we strike out a lot. It doesn't look great. You know, we leave guys on third with less than two outs and so forth at times, which every team does, but it kind of stands out when we're not when we're not swinging the bats well. So it's just something we continue to work with with the guys that we have and, and try to get better at. You know, I got a question the other day in the postgame show, and I thought it was a very good question from a caller. And obviously he was great for you, Jed Lowry, somebody who hit in the middle of the order, who made a lot of contact, got a lot of extra base hits, wasn't home run reliant. Uh, do you think your lineup misses just one guy like that? Well, you know, based on the numbers that Chad put up for us, certainly we, we, we miss a guy like that. Um, you know, at this point, 
you know, Robbie Grossman's a guy that makes some contact, draws some walks, gets on base. Uh, Tony Kemp's been pretty good at that as well. Um, you know, Ramon at times when, when he's swinging good, but you know, it, certainly we could benefit by guys like that. But at the end of the day, we, we do like the guys we have here. Uh, like I said, when you're, when you're going bad, it, it kind of stands out, but you know what? Jed had great years for us. There's no doubt about it. And he was one of those guys that you're talking about that, uh, does put the ball in play and, and, and makes the defense work at times instead of strikeouts and, and not make the defense work. You know, one thing you hate to see is when your best pitcher, you know, goes down for a little bit, Frankie, with the back and the neck, and it happens to all of us, right? I mean, you you, you sleep wrong and you wake up and all of a sudden, you, you know, something's wrong. And then I really look at his outing where obviously he wasn't great, but he just looked off. And that to me is something to kind of... I'm not going to say you expect it, but I understand it. It's like you get thrown off from where you were and all of a sudden you're back at it pitching on the mound. I can see where you could be a little off. He was and, and admittedly so yesterday. So you could see it right away. The, the velo was there. Uh, at times he threw consistent breaking balls, but at times it was in the middle of the plate really was fighting himself on where the ball was going. And for a power guy, you know, obviously you can get a little out of sync and, and things go poorly. So, you know, baseball is very routine oriented. These guys go through a five day process of getting ready for their next start. He was skipped all the way around, had to deal with, with not throwing it all for a while. And then yesterday was just off. So, you know, we'll just have to chalk that one up and I think it'll be more consistent next time out. You know, it's great to have Ramon Laureano back, but even when he was gone, Bob, your outfield. Wow. I mean, you talked about Robbie Grossman. You know, we had him on the program and he talked about all the extra work he got down there in Houston, actually worked with Jed Lowry. But, you know, during the time of the of the break during COVID, he worked really hard. Stephen Piscotti's getting hot. My God, the the year that Mark Canna has delivered for you. Now Ramon back. I mean, you got a luxury of riches in the outfield. We do in, in find trying to find nine spots, you know, for these guys, which which is leaving KD out some at this point. So, yeah, I mean, you know, Robbie's made terrific adjustments. This might be his best work and the best he's felt in his entire career as far as consistency at the plate. A little bit more power, too, just staying back and letting the ball travel a little bit more. He's always been a guy that's gotten on base, but, uh, you know, has been a guy that I've resisted putting at the top of the lineup because of his on-base stuff, but because he's driving in some runs, and the guys before him tend to walk some, too. So he's been terrific. It's nice to have Ramon back. It's just, like I said, you know, we, we basically have, you know, 10 guys for nine spots at this point, really 11 with Chad Pinder, and it's just trying to find the right complement and keep all these guys fresh. Yeah, you think about in your career, I'm sure there are times where you go, I've got nobody to put in the outfield. I don't even know. I mean, I don't even <laughs> who am I even going to put out here that's going to give us a chance to win versus you what you have now, and that's got to be a tough juggling act because everybody needs at-bats to stay sharp, and there's just not enough at-bats. You're exactly right, and right now we've seen so many right-handed starters that you know, the guys like Chad Pinder, who typically play against lefties, and KD, old DH against the lefties, have, you know, have not gotten consistent bats. Now, you know, in the San Francisco series, Pinder got in there via the pinch hit, um, which keeps him, uh, you know, up to speed. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's you know what, it's a, it's a good problem to have. But, uh, you know, there are times when everybody's healthy and swinging the bat well to figure out which nine guys are going to use. 
you know, one thing that's always a tough question, and I always hate a- asking it because, and I have to ask David Force the same thing for the David Force show because we want every to be everybody to be successful. We want everybody to be to be rocking and rolling and firing on, on all cylinders. But there are some guys and some of your mainstay guys that have gotten out to slow starts, and we're now in a situation to where. You can't say it's early anymore because there's only 36 games left. How do you handle some of your guys, your go-to guys that continue to struggle? Well, you know, the the guys that are struggling offensively that bring the glove out there every day, it's easy to continue to put them in the lineup and, and have been timely. You know, Chappie's striking out a little bit right now, not going through his best stretch offensively. You know, ten, you know a week ago, we would have we said just the opposite. You know, you look at all these numbers, and they're not great on the on the batting average side, but he's doing so many different things that contribute. And these guys bring the glove, and 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 you know, when in close games, and you look at our record in close games, extra inning games, and so forth, these guys really stand out. So there's certain guys that you stay with it because they can contribute on both sides. Other guys that you know, at this point right now with KD is a tough one, uh, and we profile them more with against left-handed pitching. Um, you know, it's just the way it is right now. So again, speaking to the, you know, the entire roster, finding that the best complement on a day-to-day process can be a little bit more challenging in a short season. The Bob Melvin show is brought to you by nestbedding.com. That's nestbedding.com. Love where you sleep. Use the coupon code Oakland to get 10% off your entire order. Wouldn't you say Tony Kemp has been a real nice surprise for you at second base? Without a doubt. I mean, especially defensively. I, I, you know, he's taken to the position pretty easily, and it just shows you how athletic he is. He's a real calm thinker. I mean, he, he nothing really gets him too worked up. Um, and he's one of those guys that does put the ball in play and, and gets on base for us right now, which helps kind of complement the rest of the lineup that's a little bit more power-oriented. So uh, it's difficult to take him out right now. Chad Pender does some good things too. And and like I said, we pro- profile him more against lefties, but, but Tony's one of those guys that can do the, the intrinsic things that, that, you know, that sometimes when you're struggling and striking out a lot, that balances out your lineup a little bit. So he's been a nice pickup for us. You know, I'm sure, and I want to catch you off guard, guard here. And I, I, I'm sure you probably really haven't thought about this, um, but you know, it's 13 days till the trading deadline. I mean, it's probably pretty wild. It's probably something you guys haven't – have you guys really talked about it at all? Uh, a little bit. Um, you know what? It, it, that's where David and Billy shine, and I, I deal with the players that I have. Certainly before we potentially make a move or a trade, um, you know, I, I, it's discussed with me. But you know what? If we had to – in a short season like this, I'm just under the impression that we're, we go with the guys that we have right now. We have our guys in San Jose that we can move back and forth. Uh, and, and until something happens along those lines, I don't much think about it because I do like our group right now. But Billy and David usually have something up their sleeve. So the closer we get, uh, I guess the more conversations we'll have. So with the alternate site with Fran Reardon and the boys down here at uh, San Jose Municipal Stadium, I mean, I literally live minutes from it. It's where I played at San Jose State and where the San Jose Giants play. And it's uh, great that the San Jose Giants and the A's got a deal together. So they are so close. Uh, How much information do you get from camp knowing, you know, the younger guys, obviously, they – they're there for the future, but the guys that could help you now, how much information are you getting on them? 
You know, I get like weekly updates from Ed Sprague, who's our farm director. And then I, I communicate with Fran from time to time on what we're, you know, potentially going to do, what we need them to do. We talked a little bit about, you know, having some of these guys bunt down there based on the fact that, you know, we might do that in, in with the, you know, with the 10th inning rule now, extra inning rules and so forth. So there's pretty constant communication. Uh, we know our guys pretty well. You know, we make subtle moves from time to time today. You know, Caprillion goes back down and Paul Blackburn's coming back to give us some length because of, you know, with Mengden and Trevino pitching as much as they did yesterday. So, you know, there, there is a constant communication that's always been a strength of our organization is, is that we do communicate. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're reliant on those guys. You, you know, Caprillion came up, went down, and you're like, oh, no, come on, you got to get – how nice was it to get him back up and actually get him in a game? Yeah, that was great. I didn't have to send him back down again with with no, you know, for no reason to send him down, you know, other than than uh, you know some of the some of the issues we come up with as far as length. But yeah, it was nice to get him in a game, and I know he feels a lot better about it too. Because sit around for a few days, and you know, it's not like it's like not getting a hit like machine earlier in the year. You know, he he he's on the roster and doesn't have a hit, and you know, you can press a little bit. So. And it was good to see him in a big league game for the first time. He looks like he's fully healthy again, and, and he's going to be a, a, a big-time contributor for us over the years to come. Yeah, we recently had his head coach on from UCLA, John Savage, and we talked about the uh, Bruin-on-Bruin hate of Brandon Crawford taking him deep in the first at-bat. Yeah. But, you know, Caprellian, you know, another one of those guys that we've talked about, Bassett, and recently, you know, our, our friend Kendall Graveman, you know, these guys that uh, – you know, they undergo Tommy John surgery and it takes longer and it's a brutal rehab and there's a lot of mental stuff they got to fight through. That's why I think it was so special for you to get James into a game. Yeah, especially, you know, against the Giants and gets to feel the whole Bay Area thing, you know, against them. Certainly uh, not the crowd portion of it, but uh, there is a little something when we play the Giants and, and you know, and, and then he faces Crawford, which is apropos and, you know, UCLA guy right away. So, you know, a lot of things uh, made that the right outing for him, and he finished up strong and gave us two innings, which we needed. You know, I think about your schedule coming up. You know, you're, you're back home, and obviously you're going to see Arizona. Then you're going to see the Angels for the last time. Thank God, because I'm tired of looking at Mike Trout. But then you got a lengthy road trip. Have you thought about that? Yeah, that's our it's our longest road trip of the year with an off day involved there, too. And, and when we come back, I think we're – we're close to the 40 game mark. So there, I think there's only going to be like 20 games or so left once we get back from that. So not only is it a long road trip, it's an important one because obviously we're getting a little bit closer to, to the end. So, uh, you know, we go into to Texas and uh, in Houston, which are can be difficult places to play and then, then have an off day and finish up in Seattle. So it's going to be in a very important road trip for us. Now, baseball has changed dramatically, Bob, and you know about the whole Fernando Tatis in Texas, and, I, and I'm sure uh, I think about that grizzled veteran group you came up with, the uh, 84 Tigers that just won the World Series with all those great players and Sparky, and you come up in 85, and baseball was a different deal, and, and I think now... I'm like, I don't care what the score is. If I got bases loaded and a guy's going to throw me a 3-0 cookie, I'd be swinging out of my shoes right now because I'd be caring about my stats. And, and, I mean, baseball has changed. 
where are you with all this now, these unwritten rules? I've never seen a rule that says you can't swing 3-0 no matter what the score is. I, I Some of these things I, I kind of seem really bad for baseball, especially, especially if we're trying to grow the actual popularity of the game. Where were you on the Fernando Tatis situation? Yeah, you know, we're ba- you have to adjust with the times, not just baseball, but in general. And baseball has changed. And, and when you talk about the Tiger team, you also talk about the giant teams I was on where – you know, with guys like Mike Kruko and Don Robinson and Vita Blue and those guys. And if you took a big swing, uh, you might find the next one pretty close to you. So it has changed dramatically. You know, it, I, I think I'm okay with that. And, and I'm a little bit old school as well. You know, there's so many things that have changed in the game now. You know, with, with, the, with so many home runs being hit, you know, you're up by seven. You go back out for the next inning and someone hits a two-run homer. Now you're having to look at your bullpen differently, and and there are a lot of things that that play into that. Plus, like you said, 3-0 might be the only fastball count you get now. I mean, you take one down the middle, 3-0, 3-1, you might see a slider or a changeup. It's just it's difficult to find fastball counts now. So um, I wasn't as strict on that one, and, and uh, I think, like I said, you got to make adjustments as you go along. You know, you're a sports fan, Bob, and in other sports – it's kind of laughable the way baseball handles itself. You're a Warrior fan. Are you going to tell Steph Curry not to shoot a three when the Warriors are up 10? That, no. If, if, if the Lakers are up 13, are you going to tell LeBron James not to have a big dunk? No. I brought up this yesterday in our telecast. I said, uh, in 1997, when Tiger Woods is blowing away the field at the Masters and he won by 12 over Tom Kite, are you going to tell Tiger Woods to stop birding holes? It just seems so ridiculous in other sports when we do that kind of analogy. Yeah, those are good comparisons. And, you know, when I was playing high school basketball, if I dribbled the ball between my legs and lost it, I'd be sitting on the bench for the rest of the quarter or the rest or half. Nowadays, it's just the norm. So it's just as, as we speak about adjustments and uh, to where you are now and, and letting guys be themselves and, so it's a little different look from from what you looked at, and you know I, I think uh, you have to you have to uh, adjust along the way because it's just the way it is right now. And you know what? It's it's a little bit more of an exciting game too, with with some of the celebrations and so forth uh, that the guys do now that that was that was not happening, you know, as of ten years ago or so. Can you imagine a young Bob Melvin in long basketball shorts playing above the rim, reverse dunking? What you could have been like back then if you got to play in today's rules? <laughs> well, I, I probably still wouldn't have made it any farther than I did at the time, but it would have been a lot more fun. The three-point line when I played, you know, we lost a, a CCS sectional game to Saratoga, 113-103, and there were no three-point line then. I can't even imagine what the score of that game might have been if there was a three-point line because we, there were a lot of guys in that game taking taking some long shots. So, yes, it would have been a little bit more fun had I moved up somewhere else and maybe played in, in a major college. Probably not. Would you have been a stretch four? Well, you know what? Our, you know, and nobody wants to hear this, but our, our team was in Menlo Atherton. We were all 6-2 in the starting lineup. So, dependent on zone, dependent on – Man to man, I, I, you played different positions. So I could shoot. I wasn't as uh, good underneath the basket, but uh, you know, you, you play to your strengths, and, and we had a lot of fun doing it. 
Bob Melvin, the Larry Bird of his time, joining us here <laughs> on A's Cast and A's Cast Live. All right, Skip, I wish I said I was going to see you, but I'm not going to see you. Uh, good luck with this series, and we will talk to you next week. You got it. Every time I finish my Zoom call with Ken Korak, we always kick it back to Chris Townsend in the treehouse, even though you're not in the treehouse, but hopefully soon. And that's the Bob Melvin Show here on A's Cast Live and on A's Cast, and it's brought to you by nestbedding.com. That's nestbedding.com. Huge fans of the green and gold and supporters of Bob Melvin. You go to their website right now, whether it's mattress, it's bedding, whatever you need, frames, you go to nestbedding.com, use the coupon code Oakland, you get 10% off of your order. That's nestbedding.com. Now back to A's cast. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.